International. Much sense. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like one more thing that's like refrigerators, frozen meat, and yeah, then but, just peacock feather dresses. <laughs> but yeah. when your refrigerator goes out, all your meat goes bad at the same time, and you're mm, struggling. Yeah, to, yeah. I've had to like run. I've had to run up to neighbors and ask if I could put meat in their fridge, just because I'm just like, you can have it. Really? Just, is that a euphemism? I'm not. No. <laughs> yeah. Can I put my meat in your fridge? You I'm calling the police. God damn it. and that lovely sound is the sound of the beginning of an extra salty episode thank you guys for listening as always i'm jasmine ellis and i'm kai krabs and in studio today we have the wonderful melody shiflet hi how's what's up guys comedian storyteller interviewer on the comedians interviewing musicians Mm -hmm. tv yeah that's uh that's a vodcast actually with music firsthand which is an app yeah yeah so uh this but on video yeah yeah um so they actually they're trying to start up having uh comedians for like a season so i did about eight episodes with them and then luis flandes is doing it right now oh that's cool actually one of the producers took my defensive driving class last oh really and was like oh that's so cool you do comedy like esther's follies and i was like no (laughs) well that's because becky joe does uh esther's follies oh okay yeah and to them it's all the same it's like improv people comedians and i'm aggressively biased against improv it's it makes no sense okay. i'm just like, gonna pick a side pick, pick a, a side. side pick a side and i'm on the right one you I, i'm right i don't believe that you do have to pick a side of course okay. you don't Muggle. No. Uh, okay <laughs> i haven't even seen harry potter but i knew they were just talking about <laughs> okay 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 well no, i know what i'm salty about like this week or something <laughs> It's a half muggle. There we go. Is that the right? Yeah, I'm trying to help you. I don't know. Somebody will be talking about this shit. I'll be like, yeah, snuggle wart. And you're like, like, wait, how do I insult people? How's it? Muggle? Okay, great. I went to um, Maggle. I went to a tour of uh, Warner Brothers Studios once when I was in LA. Like that was just something I was, I went to visit one of my best friends who lives there and she, she was like, I want to do something cheesy and touristy that I never get to do. So I was like, Mm. okay, let's go. So we went and there was like the world of Harry Potter and I didn't understand any I've never seen a single one of the films or read the book. And they were doing, I guess, it's a sorting hat. Like, you put the hat yeah, on yeah. to determine what house you're in. And then I put it on, and I got... Slytherin and everybody's like jaw drops and everybody's just looking at me and I literally I'm like I don't understand and my friend was like do it again do it again do it again and like surely it's not and the tour guide's like everything's final she has to stick with it and she's like do you have to do it again I was like I don't what's Slytherin is it like a snake like is it a bad thing like I have to like look it up later to realize it's actually a bad 
character thing but everybody in there took it really seriously like it meant I was going to shoot up the place <laughs> and nobody wanted to be with They're me like why are these doors locked Jasmine <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Melody what we like to do to start the episode is always kind of to like ask why we're salty first um, mm-hmm. our reasons are usually invalid and dumb that's why they go first and then because you're our guest we want to like kind of open the floor to let you kind of share with us so I'm going to turn it over to Kai they're not invalid and dumb they're aggressive and charming <laughs> <laughs> what aggressively charming reason do you have to be salty today guy okay so here's the thing I spend probably too much time on Twitter and I saw a tweet today. Here's the th- okay, don't don't jump on me just yet. Do you Hold pull on. Up your Twitter? So <laughs> go on. It's just I saw a tweet today and one of the things that I do love about Twitter is that there are so many people on there who really go out of their way to make sure that they're trying to spread some sort of positive influence in what is otherwise a sphere of pure chaos. And I saw a tweet today and it was like a very body positive tweet and it was very encouraging and all the responses underneath it were people being like yes bitch like so it was Mm -hmm. generating a lot of positivity in the community but what the tweet said was something along the lines of like to all the guys who have over 32 inch waist I better see you in shorts this summer and they better be tight and blah 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 like being like really like aggressively positive Mm -hmm. about like if you've got a bigger it it was like larger but guys with waist over 32 inches blah 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 and I was Mm -hmm. like Okay, I get what you're going for here. I was like, but I have a 32 inch waist. Right. I have a 30. I wear a 34 actually because I'm like a 33, and you can't yeah. ever find those. Uh, I don't think I fall into the category of plus sized. No, uh, even close to it actually. You and wear so, a 34 inch waist. Yeah. I literally just asked Alex what his waist size is, and he said 34, and I was like. Like a three and a four, and we were like we were on the phone with each other. And I kept making him repeat it because I was looking. I bought some swim trunks with little crawfish on them, and they might be for you because I think he lied to me about this thirty-four inch waist. Why would he lie to you? That's so I just, weird. It's like you guys slipped together. I've never looked at the inside of his pants, but Kai, you are a much slimmer man than my fiance is. That's that's what I'm saying. Because like for a moment there, I was just like, I was like, it's cool that you're generating all this positivity, but also like, right? At least for me. For, you well, know, that's like for women being like, if you're oversized big. six, I better see you out in a bikini. Like, that's tiny, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's like, that triggered my whole brain of just like, see, this is the problem. Like, we have a lot of body dysmorphia in mm-hmm. the gay community. Mm-hmm. And like, we say these things and it's good intention, but also I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's not big. Yeah. Maybe Everyone who's not, not doing meth, I better see you out in those shorts this week. <laughs> Maybe it's just so ingrained in the, the original poster's thinking that they're like, yeah, it is so bold and brave for an average sized person to wear clothes right. you have that <laughs> you have that turkey club you insatiable bitch and you put on those shorts like what what but I, I, do you ever talk I talk a little bit about middle shaming sometimes in my set where it's just like which I the word shaming invalidates what I'm about to say but like I feel like there's this thing where like with very very large people where the body positive movement is for them because it's necessary and I'm not going to appropriate it or try and make it about me right but when you're in the middle that you get so much pressure from the thin like you're almost thin you're almost attractive whereas like it like it, it seems like it's not deliberate 
you know what I mean so everyone mm. thinks that you want to lose weight they just assume you must want to lose weight it's, uh, right it's, like it's your like your resting like your resting weight is somehow like a problem yeah I, you mean yeah. yeah I do a bit about it I'm just like yeah I feel like people look at me and they're like oh she's just going through something like, <laughs> <laughs> no this is just what I am no, you know what yeah, yeah, you're on totally. step two of your journey I see that you're almost there but it's if like, you're no like, I just don't like moving that much but if you're like a certain size of a woman it's like no 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 she's she's at large so it must be how she's built or how she chooses to be mm-hmm. it's and, and I think for men it's probably a similar thinking process of like if you're in the middle well if you just worked hard at it you'd be smaller I, it's like some people just I don't can't, or can't I can't speak yeah. for men I can speak for some gay men though and like there have even been like pieces like of people who have like really like muscular like 0.5% body fat mm-hmm. like kind of like ripped like good like you know what you what is considered conventionally like a good fit muscular body and even those people still have like so much body dysmorphia especially in the gay community because there's so much pressure for you to just like be like this perfect idealized like you have to uh, master mask no fans fit for fit (laughs) and it's like and even those people that are like you know above and beyond meeting that conventional attractive goal or whatever like mm-hmm. still have like severe body dysmorphia because they're like I have to be perfect well kind of mm-hmm. one explains the other like you know there's that's an indefinite goal so like you're never gonna yeah. get there you know yeah but then like because of like like the people who in any other circumstance would be considered like you know thin or cl- you know closer to conventional attractive like body standards like end up feeling like they are just like they're like if I jump up and down parts of my skin move and that means I'm broken and it's like no that's just yeah. you, you skin this sounds like a very uh, I mean do you know the person who tweeted it no because uh, it, it just, sounds southern did like, you respond it just sounds like a southern I, like it's okay because you're huge like you know like a positive like positive like backhanded compliment I, thing I didn't know but, who it was but like there were so many people in the comments that like were like what you would consider like a plus size individual who were just like wearing shorts and putting their feet up on the counter just like look at all this ass and I was just like yeah get it like live your fucking life like just, be happy in it but so like I'm gonna stay out of it but also I'm like you picked a, ba- a bad number I just pictured like the Captain Morgan logo with, with the bottom look at all this ass instead of <laughs> yeah, it's, like, yeah it was the Captain Morgan but like back like from the you know if he angle. partied yeah. <laughs> look at he all this ass party. he just delivers the booze thick I, with full after cubes. a couple of rums that's Okay, yeah, good morning, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm salty because yeah. I had the worst fucking Mother's Day. Oh my god, the worst! Oh. I want to clarify that I'm not a mom, but so you know that's why it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a mom now. Dark lost <laughs> yeah. the baby. Um, I lost my baby. All right, as in my car, as is mm. some shit I paid off, and it's pretty much the only thing I own, and one of the few symbols that I am a, an adult human being. Mm-hmm. I didn't lose the car, but I did spend four hours of my day in a ditch outside of Temple, Texas. So that was kind of a fun one. Long story short, I got that little notification that like my air, my tire pressure was low and I was mm-hmm. looking for somewhere to pull over. And before I could pull over, I just hear boom, cat, boom, cat. And I'm like, 
okay, my car's not bucking right now. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> my car is not on a drum line. What is yeah. the sound? <laughs> so I pull off and there's no shoulder. There's just all ditch and I'm mm. panicking and it was a hot mess because I call I call I call my insurance company first to get a tow person out there and they're like, Well, have you called the police? And I'm like, No. Like you need to call the police first. I call the police and I'm like, Can y'all come out? Because these like eighteen wheelers are whizzing past me and I can't get out of the car and I'm scared. Yeah. I have to call the cops twice. And then when the police officer shows up, he runs my license and my plates. Uh, of course. Of course. course. You know, and yeah. then goes, by the way, he said, why do we even call you? <laughs> the most, I don't, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this was high key racist. Cause he gives me my license back and he goes, what are you, a ghost? I didn't find anything on you. Whoa. It's, is it hard to believe that I just don't have any tickets or warrants? A cab, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's all I got to say, you know. And then he goes, you're not part of ISIS, are you? Ha. <laughs> And it's like where yeah, the fuck are they? Yeah, fucking hilarious, been? dude. Yeah, like, yeah. He was, <laughs> he was a mess. Like, hope I don't make you late to your clan meeting, dude. Right? ISIS yeah. isn't even in the news anymore. Like, he's just that mad about it. That, he's salty. That's, he's sitting at home about was, ISIS. It was real weird. So he's yeah. like telling yeah, me, he's like, on. you should have called us first. We would have towed your car. And the guy you're waiting on, oh, which tow put company do you use? Oh, that guy. That guy's a joker. He's probably sitting at Cracker Barrel. And the best thing happens because the tow man shows up and the two of them like exchange glances but don't speak to each other the cop and the tow man and as soon as I get in the car the tow man's like that cop's a fucking idiot he's like he's always fucking power trip did he run your plates he probably ran your plates for no goddamn re- I hate him oh what? Well, you, you want some cracker barrel <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great that would have yeah. been great but he's like he, he's like did he say it would have been faster if you used him and I, like he did and he was like what else did he say? I told him everything the cop said about him I was like girl let me tell you I'm just yeah. gossiping that's a dish <laughs> so I like may have ignited the flames of a police officer and a tow man in Eddie Texas and the tow man told me to Waco to a Walmart and I'm gonna wrap up on this because I definitely want to hear your story Word. Um, but I had a very interesting moment so I'm dirty and I'm hot and I have half a bumper and I'm inside a Walmart and I have two hours to be in there and I go inside the McDonald's inside the Walmart and by the way, this is the most weirdly high tech McDonald's ever because they had like a touch Those screen touch menu. Touch screen pylons that they yeah, have what now. What the hell is that? So I, I don't know. I don't like it. Because they're trying to eliminate cashier jobs. <laughs> they make it harder to find the dollar menu on that. Though. You got to like go to the search tab and type in dollar and then like find. They make it really hard to find the cheap oh, shit because you're on a computer. I like that you went there, though. Like, oh, you were like, no, no $8, $8 is how much I'm paying today. Oh, you guys should be, like, my friend Jenny makes fun of me so bad because every time I'm in the drive-thru, I'm on the phone with her. And I'm like, can I get the dollar Coke, please, and the dollar double cheeseburger, <laughs> and the dollar fries, please, for $3 before tax, please? <laughs> like, I summarize, I'm like, because I ordered three items that cost $1, which will be $3. Thank you. <laughs> I will be paying tax. Don't worry about that. But to clarify, three dollars is the base. <laughs> so I'm I'm checking out, and I can feel this guy looking at me. And he's like a really young, like tiny little guy, and he's looking at me. And he's like, "I'm so sorry. I don't, I'm sorry to bother you, but I just realized I know you from YouTube." And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you're so funny. And I just love all the stuff that you do. That's sweet. 
hang in there. Oh, <laughs> of course it, it takes a turn. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. She's like, oh, I love that video you did about such and such eyebrows. And I'm like, oh did no. Do mm. one of those. He's like, yeah, yeah, I've been following you forever. And pulls out his phone and shows me the YouTuber he thinks I am. Mm. So we have this moment where we both realize I'm no one together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's disappointed in me. I'm disappointed in me. I think I have a fan. He thinks I'm someone worth having fans. We're both wrong. It's like, Oh, shut up, Jasmine. It, it was Jesus so Christ. embarrassing. I was just like. You're not nobody. Don't talk about I wasn't. All right. By the way, my favorite part is he, and he's a very sweet kid. And he came up to me. And I'm just going like, to change his name for the sake of the conversation. Because he was very sweet. And he followed me on Instagram. So maybe he'll listen to this. Then he's like, yeah, I'm Chris. I'm a, I'm a gay rapper. That's exactly what he said. He goes, well, he goes, I don't really work here. And I was like, but you took my money. Like, <laughs> you don't? <laughs> like, he's like, I work here to pay for studio time. And I have not listened to his music yet, but I thought it was so cute that he called himself a gay rapper. And I was like, kid, one of those things you did not have to tell me. <laughs> like, yeah, you complimented me on eyebrow makeup tutorials. Yes, like, I'm, I'm not going to be like, know. really? <laughs> I knew you were a rapper, but gay? <laughs> so that was, that was the highlight of my day, was getting recognized and not recognized. Then having to crawl under my car and duct tape my bumper back together. Um, oh, and missing a $90 brunch I paid for in advance because I was mm. in a ditch on the way to Waco. He's <laughs> like the exact opposite of a brunch. Just like yeah. in a ditch, duct taping stuff under a car. I did, however, like put orange juice with Sprite in my cup. And I was like, it's like a McMost. Oh, so a most. And I only got three likes on Twitter and I thought it deserved more. Like I put the TM symbol next to it just in case McDonald's wants to pick it up on the menu. Yeah, take I them want to, take them to court. The Jasmine's McMosa. Like, I want that. <laughs> the McMosa. That was officially my worst Mother's Day. But I did tell Aww. that story on stage at the Addison Improv and shout out to them because it was a great time and I had a lot of fun. God, so. McDonald's yeah, would be so, so much really worse cool. if everyone was just like day drunk on champagne in there. <laughs> that would be great. Or just, better. I don't know. They were giving out <laughs> carnations, which is really funny because the expensive ass brunch I paid for was giving out like long stem roses. So it was like, like you, I was like, this is literally like the, the cheapest the, flower. The cheapest just flower. Out stems of baby breath. Like, here you go. <laughs> just went, found this on the side of the road. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> we use this when we run out of napkins. Okay. <laughs> Oh. Uh, good job, McDonald's. What a day. Um, oh, I'm killing so, myself. Um, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, well, this kind of has to do with why I'm salty in general, which mm. I was telling Kai before, I'm like, I get salty, but I get over stuff pretty quickly, too. I good like make peace with things, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, that's the way it crumbles, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this thing in particular uh which is what this episode is about um is that people kind of think i'm their mom for some reason like adults children pretty much all walks of life um kind of think of me as like a mother figure and i was over there waiting at radio um for this to record this and this guy walks in with his baby and he's like like showing her around you know and she's just showing like, the baby around yeah just being like oh look at the like little, you know blah 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 and then she points right at me and goes mama <laughs> and like, of course of course what do you want 
I don't have kids, by the way, so I'm not like everybody, including my kids, thinks I'm a mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> it's just like yeah. I told you, I dropped you off. At the yeah, fire I told you, you're reason. not mine anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I was like, ah, uh, you know, these th- things happen. And he went and ordered, and then like they were leaving, and she again was like, "Mama!" Like they were like leaving, like she you really look thought just like her mom. No, I don't think that's it. I don't know what it is, dude. I don't know why people well and maybe no I, I know a little bit why I mean like I just I'm a very warm person and I it's very easy for me to nurture other people but mm-hmm. um, I resent that <laughs> I guess I, I resent that I was born that way. Have um, you attracted a lot of men who are are, are seeking that? Who oh have, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, the amount of people. I mean, also I've had like close female friendships that like they are kind of working their mother issues out with me, and like I also like this is not the first time something like that has happened with like a baby in public <laughs> where like I'm just like what I mean I and the thing is I also I resent this instinct because I keep doing it too like I keep just putting myself out there because I see it and I have that instinct like for example I was waiting for a bus mm-hmm. and this uh, mom and her kids are there and this toddler little baby um, is on he's standing on top of the bus bench and I see him get the idea to jump right off of it like Superman like oh I'm gonna jump and like I was like I mean this is in a split second I see him have the idea and I caught him midair like (laughs) like wrapped my my arm around his waist like oh no you don't because he was just gonna like you gotta right start letting kids break their faces. <laughs> I know. If you want to break like it's this not cycle, mine. well, you know what? It's like I have an IUD and you don't, so it's like, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> if you love something, let it go straight into the concrete, right? <laughs> I know. I just I hate that I'm even like that. I even am like, no, 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 baby, don't do that. And, and I'm like handing it back, just just oblivious at the bus stop. I'm like, hey, do you want to take this? Like this is yours. Hello. And like another time, I was working at a restaurant and I see this little like there's a kids party in the back and I see this little baby like walk out into the main floor and I mean this is like kind of a bar situation too on the main floor and I see them like get overwhelmed realize they don't know where they are and they're about to like do the like build a ah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they did the like and I was like, oh, no, 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 hey, buddy, hey, hey, we want to go back. And they, they were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, are you hold your hand and go back over there. And I hate that I'm that way because it just makes people do it more. But <laughs> we're talking about actual children here. Yeah, I know. mothers. About, yeah, it's true. It's true. Tell me about that, some times that that, I'm sorry, Kai, what were you going to say? Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say in that instance, it makes more sense. But like, I'm, you, you were saying that you're noticing this is like a trend, not just with children. So I'm kind of curious, like anytime that you say something, a trend like you have to have like that moment where you start to realize Mm -hmm. that it's a pattern so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious about like when you 
first were tipped off like that that was becoming like a cyclical thing in your life was it a friend was it a romantic um, relationship oh, definitely in high school I had um, a lot of younger friends that were very just attracted to that quality in me um, and they would look to me for advice and things like that and um, you know at the time I was just like this is what being a good friend is like and then um, like kind of right after high school they started to sort of like move away or drop off for no reason mm-hmm. and um i you know and like literally nothing would happen like there wasn't like a blow up or anything like that it just was like they just wouldn't want to be friends anymore and in retrospect uh, well you know that happened a couple of times in uh, in my youth, like directly after high school, and I started to realize that, you know, about my like mid twenties, because I'm 31 right now. Um, about my mid twenties, I was like, oh, they kind of like needed this adolescent period that I couldn't be a part of because I kind of am their mom. Mm. Um, so like they couldn't trust me as a friend going through it because they didn't feel like I was really their peer. They felt more like I was a older caretaker. Um, Do you feel like that's an unfair characterization? Like, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I I don't know how. Like I I can't hang out with myself basically you know what I mean like I can't hang out outside of my own body so I don't really know you know what it what it feels like to receive that kind of care from me and maybe I just am a very maternal person um, you're a cool mom though you have tattoos yeah yeah oh, we're you're going cool. to yours baby yeah I want you to smoke weed with me first um, <laughs> as long as you're doing it in the house yeah just I, I, I feel safer this way I, I literally have a friend like that who is kind of the mama of the group and she mm-hmm. knows that about herself yeah which is fine i think but i always i always wonder like do, does anybody check in on her right do yeah people, do you feel like people aren't checking in on you sometimes oh yeah i mean i think well i think uh, it's kind of a complicated saltiness because it's like you know there's it's like a pink salt, a black salt, like and a, a, yeah, like a Himalayan, a little, yeah, a little blend we got going yeah, on here. Cajun mix, yeah, <laughs> because I. Uh, I resent that I so willingly give that care because it is labor. And just because you have a skill that you're that you're naturally more inclined to doesn't mean it doesn't take anything away from yeah. you and that you don't need care as well. And so I I resent that I come off like I don't need that or like it's really easy for me to provide that kind of support because it's not. It's still work, you know. I mean, anything is work. So, like, even if you're... Even if you're naturally just like a talented musician, you still have to sit down and write songs, you know, mm-hmm. and that's work that you should be compensated for in some fashion. And I feel like, you know, and this is like the double layer of it, is that it's uh, this, uh, I don't know, like a sexist perception that women... Uh, are inclined to. Women are inclined to and also not not do any compensation for that labor like they should just be able to give it for free and all the time and that's why it's so 
fucking annoying. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the mom friend, and that's just a societal trope. When you say mm-hmm. somebody's the dad friend, you literally mean you're their friend that is a dad, right? Like he has children, mm-hmm. but like it's just it's just a, a or tr- you say like dad vibes. Yeah, like, I'll say dad vibes for someone who doesn't have because I definitely have like like uh, I feel like I could think of a couple people off the top of my head that like have a dad vibe but don't have any kids yet. <laughs> just you know what? I'm just yeah. just say a fucking uh, Robert Segovia. Oh yeah, yeah. dad vibe. Yeah, right? dad, vibe. dad vibe. Yeah, his underwear is definitely tucked into his shirt. <laughs> like I have oh, a look, yeah. but I know it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shout out Does to he Robert have white Segovia. tennis shoes, or am I just imagining I, that? I think <laughs> it's like a visual field where your brain finishes a picture. Yeah, where it's just have like I, a straight I, leg jeans and a white yeah. white tennis I, shoes is like in my head balance. somehow. I've I'm never like, looked at his shoes, but they're white. I'm like yeah. if you clicked on create a new sim and then just left the defaults. Yeah, I that's. The way that you describe that, like, I feel like that is definitely the de- definitely like the the plight of being perceived as like put together or like stable or like like I don't know what the exact word for it is. I guess put together because like there like there's so many times like where like I'm I I'm very organized, which people tend to think that every creative is just like a mess of loose papers and like flying through mm-hmm. on the wind, whatever. And like there are a lot of times where like because, <laughs> there are a lot of times where like be, and then like I like I do have like my whole depression anxiety thing, but mm-hmm. it's not like crippling or anything. So like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know I don't feel like I always Jasmine uh, has Jasmine has a coupon purse. for Michaels, which I'm pretty sure she's no it's not her going mail. To use. She carries her mail in her purse. <laughs> oh my I was God. Just, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was thinking about the time I fell asleep under a pile of junk mail and bills when we were in San Antonio. <laughs> you, Wait, like brought like a blanket, like you put it all up like a no, night. Just all the junk mail and pills that were in my purse, I laid them out and then just got too tired to clean them and Kai was just like Kai's bed is all neatly organized next to mine well I mean like me but like because of like those sorts of perceptions that people have of you like a lot of the times whenever they need help in a particular arena be it like emotional professional whatever mm-hmm. people have no problem coming with you because coming to you because they recognize that you're good at a skill but then don't treat it as like a two way thing they'll be like oh can you help me with this and then once you do they're like cool thanks and then walk away right and it's one of those things that whenever you you are, I think, one of those people who's put together, be it emotionally, professionally, in terms of a skill, whatever. Anytime it comes to people asking help, they don't like try to reciprocate that. Do you need anything from me? A lot of the times, because yeah. they just are like, "You got it, right?" So you always do this, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like it's and just like deva- you got it. Yeah, so and that I, devaluation is yeah. compounded by sexism. Oh. Well, and misogyny, frankly, of just being like, you know, you, this is your place in life. You know, if you Absolutely. really want to take that ideology like to the extreme, where it's like actually the hatred of femme people, then it's like, oh, this is actually what you're supposed to be doing. This is your place this is how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. um but then i also resent that i am always the one with like like they're like do you have any tissues and like yes i have two packs <laughs> <laughs> and i bring out like the mom size lotion like people need you know like hand sanitizer i got it all dude like easy, i got a purse with a bag easy way to solve it the i next put time. trash in my purse just like a mom like here let me have it you're a easy, easy way to solve it the next time anybody asks you if you have anything just throw your purse in a river <laughs> 
<laughs> like you're no! on the bus and you throw your purse out the window. I have nothing for you. <laughs> like, that would be so intense. Or like that decoy move, like where I like throw the hand sanitizer in the bushes and run away. You know, like ah, go get it. <laughs> That's all you get. Yeah, you're Has not that- getting any mints from me. <laughs> Has this expectation of servitude ever come up for you in the workplace? Because that's definitely a place where sexism really comes to play for a lot of people. This expectation is interesting because you're both seen as an inferior being and then also as a caretaker. Like, you're somehow smaller than me, mm-hmm. but I, I also expect you to take be on top of everything for me. Yeah. I find that a lot of times people were, like, emotionally kind of... <laughs> What's the word? Reliant? Rely, but to the point of like... Dependent? Depend to the point that you're squeezing someone dry. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say exfoliate? That's wrong. <laughs> Emotionally exfoliate your, their assistants and employees. Extrapolate. Uh, um, no, yeah. I, I, uh, overstepping. Dehydrate. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, 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 don't know. I get what you're saying. When um, they just ask too much of you and squeeze you dry, even yeah. though you work for... Like, have you ever been in a position like that? Or say like like in the workplace but definitely in friendships uh i've like after i started realizing that trend i started setting more boundaries with um friends that just would this is like a, a classic i have a couple of friends like this that i just i don't i don't really hang out when they ask me to because i know what it means and they only ask me to do that when they want to dump all over me get my support and then just be like well it was really fun hanging out uh like (laughs) and then if i ever you know need support and we end up hanging out um and end up being the operative word there um if they can find time to squeeze me in um then they automatically change the conversation to something about themselves and I think that's that's kind of a problem of like people not really knowing how to support other people mm-hmm. um, they just kind of know volleying or mirroring of saying like oh I felt that way sometime and here's a time where I felt that way and they don't realize that they're just changing the subject and monopolizing the conversation right right yeah, like and conversation just, badminton yeah it's like they You're don't know yeah. an idea back and forth mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, and they they don't know how to listen or you know uh, or like even just provide comfort. So um, I've definitely laid down some boundaries with uh, people like that. And the thing is, like, you can't really. <laughs> it's just too too mean to tell people that they are that way. I'm sure they do. Want, they should hear it, you know, in theory. But if you already can't like navigate support, I feel like. It would be really hard to understand where your shortcomings are. And then again, it's like on top of that, like, so on top of me supporting through whatever you're going through, I'm going to sit there and draw this boundary for you and outline the ways that you, you know, it's just like more and more and more on top of me. So it's like the more emotional labor to fix our friendship. And then I'm, I'm there like helping them, coaching them through their life journey of not being able to like provide support. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to hang out, you know, like, I guess I'll just, do you uh, think you need to, like maybe see about attaching attaching yourself to people that are more emotionally mature oh yeah I mean I definitely uh, I I have better friendships now um, that's good there was I, I think people like that are, are very attracted to that skill mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really 
understand how to draw those boundaries and I do have just such a like nurturing personality that I want to fix it and I want to be there for them and I want to like I keep thinking this will this will be the one time that really lifts them up and they'll get going after this and then they just keep taking and taking and taking you should have become a therapist so you could have like <laughs> charged for this shit and then you would be able to compartmentalize and go alright the doctor is out yeah. and you just wouldn't put up with the shit and you let kids fall on benches like <laughs> yeah might. yeah just be like sorry <laughs> off the clock 507 <laughs> shift it over at 5 <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I, that's one of those things that you definitely it feels weird to have to try to identify people who are going to take advantage of that skill because mm-hmm. you kind of have to be presumptive about people when mm-hmm. whenever you have that tendency to like nurture or help people you don't want to do that yeah i think because it's like then like i i can definitely relate to because there have been so many times where it's like there are people who whenever they send me a message where it's like hey can i ask you a question they're just like asking something technical sure whatever and then there are other people that when they say hey can i ask you a question i know that's just uh in a pre-statement to uh something bad happened to me today and i want to dump all of it all over you and then mm-hmm. once we're done with my stuff read receipt yeah yeah they'll be like we need to hang out i'm like we do <laughs> really be, and then like having to like figure out do how we or to do you need to hang out because then the thing is like you still want to help that person but then you right. have to try to figure out how to help them and then not only are you trying to figure out how to be helpful you're also trying to figure out how to navigate or manage yeah. how you know that they're going to respond to it and it's like it almost starts feeling like you're running another person yeah yeah and I think you know that's kind of like which that sounds that's kind of a branch of misogyny in the way in the same way of like assuming even the people that do have kids aren't just people still yes. and need rest and like need you know like need their have their own needs and like don't they're not just like made of stone and like you know infallible robots like people need the same sort of thing they need support and care but that's part of subjugating women um but i mean yeah, I mean, I'm not made of wood. Like, it, it bums me out when when people do that, you know? Because it makes me feel like I'm not worth listening to or I'm not worth the same amount of care that I provide for my friends or something like that. Even though that's mm. not, you know, that's not the case and it's that they're incapable of providing it. I just, uh, yeah, that's how it ends up feeling to me. Melody, you've made some, some really poignant cultural criticisms. I'm just curious, what do you think we could do to better socialize people to be more emotionally intelligent because I feel like that's what you're talking about it's just kind of like for lack of a better word they're just kind of emotionally dumb yeah. to <laughs> other people's needs it's like it's it's a, it's a child like like when you're when you're a child like my my, my sister teaches uh, wow I'm doing that again actually I'm making it about me um, <laughs> wow no 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 but, but um, she teaches and she'll tell me stories about how the children let's say one kid gets in trouble mm-hmm. and all they see is I got in trouble you hate me this is the end of the world I'm so upset and they start crying and the kid needs to be consoled Mm -hmm. and it takes another 30 minutes out of the day but they're five and seven and six years old right and that is their concept of time and life and space is that everything that's happening is just happening to them Mm -hmm. but I don't think people really outgrow that sometimes yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, where well, any, anything more than, wow, that sucks, is like a personal attack. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, the the ideal mom character, you know, that that is total fiction, you know, because nobody is really like that. Mm-hmm. And if they are, wow. You know, it's like, you are fucked up. Um, <laughs> It's like a housewife on Xanax or some shit. Um, Like if you're like June Cleaver. But that ideal, you know, is... uh, It's impossible because you can't be that like... I don't know, selfless? Like, or not selflessness, but like... um, Like just absolutely not caring about anything other than serving another person emotionally. And... I just, I don't think that's realistic for anyone. And I, I feel like, um, like drawing those boundaries with kids and making them understand that adults have feelings that can be hurt and mm-hmm. are real um, is is a big step in that. Um, and not saying like, you know, um, like I, I explained to my nephew that he, like he got in trouble because he, um, he spilled my sister's drink and then didn't tell anyone it was just sitting there and so she went down to sit down and enjoy it and she got really mad at him and was yelling at him and he was crying and I was like hey go to your room and I went to his room and I was like do you do you know why like how that made her feel when when you did that mm-hmm. and he was like oh it, it made her feel like she wanted to knock over my drink and I was like no <laughs> <laughs> I love that I mean, maybe, but like, (laughs) probably, but like, how about about I knock over your juice? How about I knock it over and don't tell you? (laughs) Mommy only feels like that because she already had a couple. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, it makes her feel like you don't care about her. It makes her feel like you don't care about her and her things. And we both know that's not true, but that's how it makes her feel. And I feel like he didn't really understand that he was making it more about that he was in trouble and he messed Mm -hmm. up and you know the typical I think resolution would be like I understand it's an accident it's not your fault but you have to tell people when they want to clean things up but that centers around the the conversation around how he feels versus like you hurt someone else's feelings Mm -hmm. and that's why they behave that way you know that you you hurt your mom's feelings she has feelings yeah and you hurt them so just realize that even if you didn't mean to and so when you do that it translates this way or you know um like when my grandma passed away i my cousin was like still kind of younger and and she loves me and like wanted to play and stuff and a lot of my family was like just not giving me enough space to grieve because it was very upset Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt like the expectation was that I should put that aside and play with her and make her feel better even though she wasn't as as upset as I was and I was just drawing that line of like I mean you have to understand I have feelings and I deserve to be left alone and have that respected and I don't have to be emotionally available for you just because you're younger and I can care for you you know um, I think that's one thing that we can do and what about with adults what if adults? the oh they just need to grow up no. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be second th- grow up okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the healthier thing for you is just to be like you know what you need to grow up but I'm not going to be the one to do it for you mm-hmm. I'm it's, not- it's you know it's weird uh, this I was seeing someone recently 
recently and um, he Ooh. was like, Ooh. Tell the business. And um, <laughs> he kind of got stressed out and was like, like not ghosting, but like at least lagging enough to where I was like, hello. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like this isn't a serious deal, but also don't just ignore me. Um, so. I, you know, after he, like, I sent him a text, just a general, like, hey, how's it going? How's your weekend? Blah, blah, blah. And he didn't respond for, like, seven hours. And so I just wrote him something that was like, okay, well, this is hurting my feelings. And, you know, this um, this contributes to pre-existing feelings. So it's not entirely your fault, but it does hurt. And I'm going to back away because it seems like you want more space. And, you know, maybe we'll pick up again sometime. But this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, if that's not the case, then let me know. But, you know, take care of yourself and whatever you're going through. I hope you, like, find your groove again or whatever. Um, and I think, and he responded in a long, in kind of, like, yes, I've been feeling this way. And, and he's more emotionally intelligent, but even still, he still couldn't just tell me that he felt that way and in turn, like, decided to, like, do thing or not do things that hurt my feelings but if i um ghosting is that bullshit <laughs> ghosting is like it's the most obvious way people inter- who they behave that way i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you yeah, off no no, no, no go ahead 100 yeah. percent. that's what i talked about on the first episode we're, of this we're bitch deeply anti-ghosting really yeah i don't I even, normally don't even really care that much if i don't know them that mu- that, that well i'm like okay i'm gonna take this as that's you why you're see me. not a salty bitch i think that's, I, take, <laughs> I take ghosting so personally like I think that's well. You don't. You, you know, no. But, uh, but no. No. Today I wrote a like I wrote a breakup email to a cake baker I didn't use. I was like, thank you so so I, much. I really appreciate your time and I wish you the best of luck. I think um, I, I've chosen to go into. You're so direction. talented, and yes. I just know you're gonna find the right client. And I'm gonna be you know, so happy to. Ref- I no. I de- I definitely think <laughs> that there's like a threshold where if somebody doesn't respond to you, like, and you've like if you've only been like talking for like a day and then like they're not answering after that like they owe you an explanation no no i don't, I don't think so yeah. <laughs> i who just got, don't care imagine, that much imagine. who got a ring at the table though <laughs> who's the expert okay. a, i have a mood ring a let me fi- a let me finish <laughs> b uh how would you feel if you had to explain yourself to every motherfucker that you ever talked to <laughs> like i've actually have felt like i don't know why i've i've attracted psychos like people who actually expect answers sorry not a fair example let well, me shut up but My, i think also like like do people really want to hear that it's like that's like there's sometimes i stop talking to someone do you really want me to text you this like you always cut me off in conversations you don't brush your teeth and it's kind of fucking annoying and i don't like your hair like you know like shit like that like those are all reasons where i would not talk to someone again oh those but, are harsh yeah no, yeah, I, yeah it's like I why say that why that? not just like just dip out and then they get the message you know and you don't have to like hurt someone's feelings <laughs> <laughs> valid very you valid know? <laughs> I, I also don't want to hear that if some, whatever's happening like I don't want to be like I don't know you could whiten your teeth and stop picking your nose and I hate that you're always busy or some shit like that you know I don't want to fucking hear that like I want to assume I'm perfect and the reason you were just scared you know because I'm so perfect I used yeah. to get that a lot yeah, I thought scared. I was so perfect and just, yeah. and just scaring motherfuckers left and right <laughs> 
I'm just, I to get that they're in awe of, of how amazing I am I'm just not ready for the kind of love you deserve <laughs> did you ever get that one oh guy or no no if I typed in I'm just not ready I'm pretty sure Apple would pull up like all my texts from like exes I used to find. I'm so serious uh, we should probably wrap up do we have to oh no. I know Melody okay so well fun. oh just the last point it. on that thing was that um, I think uh, you know making myself vulnerable is a challenge and uh, that helps other people work towards realizing that I'm a person who deserves care as well so that's one of your like one of your next upcoming goals in a relationship is just to like it's just my life goal is like not you know and I think I've gotten pretty good at it and I'm pretty emotionally intelligent so it's like not hard to for me to be like I am hurt this is why I own those feelings this is why blah 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 um mm. so I mean I can articulate you know when I do feel that way That's it's awesome. also it's also like very good closure for like you as a person too like because mm-hmm. I remember there was this one guy that I've been talking to for like mm, it was like it was probably about a week but like the conversation that we were having was like very like in depth like get to know you like kind Mm -hmm. of like heavier than just like what are you up to nothing what are you up to like like I remember like one of the one of the first things that he like asked me he was just like we random conversation thing he was like tell me three things about you and so I did two kind of light just random fact things and the third one was like I was just like it's not a test but I was just like I want to see what you do with this information the third one was a little bit more serious mm-hmm. then he lobbed back the same thing two kind of light ones serious ones so it was like that kind of conversation yeah and then I remember like we hung out once and then after that like just like yeah icy wind over a plane and so that one i sent like a message that i was like hey i think it sucks that you're ghosting me mm-hmm. uh and then like just like a, a like short little paragraph that it was like i really thought that we were hitting it off i don't understand why all of a sudden you're not responding the fact that it's right after we hung out for the first time made it feel like as soon as you saw me you were like not good enough and that's yeah. my feelings and then i got no response and then i was like all right wipe my hands at you and i was fucking done yeah i like, statements it makes you i statements it makes you, you you feel a lot better too walking away from something because you're not just like you, you like now like it like if I saw him out I wouldn't be like pissed off or like sad or anything like that yeah. I'd be like we had like we and they also ways. they understand where I was coming from that I wasn't saying this out of malice you know that I I was in a you know XYZ and they they understand you more as a full person a fully realized person so Melody and you don't have to deal with that shit on your own end if you are the ghoster of being like oh shit hold on I gotta duck between the aisles <laughs> right. at H-E-B you're just filling in the blanks of like they probably hate my guts yeah. blah 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 yeah so we always like to wrap up the episode uh, kind of two ways first of all what advice would you give for someone who's been in your predicament what would you tell the mom friend or the person who always seems to be getting squeezed dry by everybody else uh uh, I always think of the the thing in the airplane where you have to put the the mask on yourself. Yeah. Before you help the little yes. babies. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not breathing, nobody's going to be breathing. You know, um, that and also like, you know, not everybody deserves your lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Can we title that? 
Can we make that the episode title? Not everybody deserves your love. Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. We love we love you so much. If I love people you guys. Wanted to, if people wanted to follow you, hear more about you, maybe watch one of your upcoming shows, what would they do? Where would they go? Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at Smellity Snifflet. Snifflet. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Hammer of Witches and uh, Melody Shiflet, obviously, on Facebook. That's where I normally uh, update things. And then I think Last Gas Comedy does a good job of yeah. like keeping up with local people. Pretty good. Yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. As always, thank you guys so much for listening to Extra Salty. I'm Jasmine Ellis. You can find us on our podcast, Facebook, <laughs> Extra Salty Pod, and on Twitter at Extra Salty Pod. And because I fucked up when I made it, our Instagram <laughs> is Extra Salty Podcast. <laughs> yeah, and if you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating on uh, whatever directory you used to listen to the show. It's very small ask, Do uh, it. but it does a lot of does a lot of good for the podcast, and yeah. we appreciate everyone who's left a review so far and everyone who keeps listening. And you can leave us reviews on our Facebook if you choose to. If you see any negative reviews, you can call those people bitches. It's fine. Um, thank you guys so much. <laughs> Have a great one. Keep listening. Bye. Keep it salty. Stay salty. If she International. International.